So on a wet and drizzly February afternoon, I am having some sunshine in my life because I have got the new course director, Professor Hugh Rollinson, here to chat with me. Hello, Hugh. Hi. So um, we are very delighted to welcome you as our new course director, um, but it'd be great to know a little bit about you, your past and your look to the future. So first of all, you have come from Derby University, but you have been all over the place in your life. Yes, I've uh, lived in Derby for the last 10 years, but before that I was living in the Middle East, before that I lived in Gloucestershire, before that I lived in Zimbabwe, Wow. and in the past I worked in West Africa as well, although I actually was born... And brought up in Yorkshire. Um, so all of this uh, travelling, was this to do with your fascination with geochemistry? Well, interestingly, yes. Initially just rocks and geology in general. But um, I've taken a number of jobs which have taken me to areas where the rocks are very interesting. And I've tended to live on the rocks that I've studied. And they've been some really very good experiences. So my only experience so far about someone who likes rocks as much as you is will be our director, Bob. But your um, interest is very different. You're actually yeah. looking all the way back to find out how rocks were first formed when the Earth had its origins. Is that correct? Yes, my interest is in the geological period we call the Archean, which is the earliest history of the Earth, and the Hadean, which is the hidden history of the planet, which represents the very first stages of the development of Earth as a planet. And this is why you need chemistry, because you need to do something to the rocks. Yeah, these rocks are so mangled up that the only way we can really understand them is to take them apart chemically. Okay, so how does this fit with your journey of faith? Well, it goes back a long way. Um, It must really start from my parents, my dad particularly, his interest in the outdoors. Doors, mm-hmm. taking me out into the Yorkshire Dales and getting me interested in fossils and caves. Mm. And that led me to study geology at school uh, and then at university, in parallel with which this was a Christian family, and so I was developing and thinking about what it means to be a Christian in parallel with learning my science. It sounds very interesting to me. I can only remember find, finding fossils on the beach in Dorset but never being able to go again. So fantastic you've spent your career doing that. Now, um, we decided, didn't we, that to try and get to know you a little bit more, we do our sort of mini Meet the Speaker, okay. um, which included uh, five things of culture that might help us get to know you. So first of all, um, you've chosen a book, haven't you, that you'd like to talk about. What is this book? I have. It's a book that's not very well known, although I see it's still available. It's a book called The Christian Mind, and it's written by a man called Harry Blamires, who I think was a PhD student of C.S. Lewis. Mm. And uh, I read this book as a young person, and then it challenged me to think Christianly about everything that we do. Mm-hmm. If I remember, Harry Blamires was an English language lecturer or English literature lecturer in a college and um, he was provoking Christians I think this is back in the 60s mm. when he wrote the book to to think quite broadly about their engagement with society and how faith relates to their society and that line of reasoning has underpinned my thinking since I was a young person. Um, you've also chosen a film this is a little bit more lightweight, Good. but I very much enjoy Mamma Mia, 
largely because it just creates such a feel-good in the music for me. Anyway. It does. And I think sometimes we need feel-good. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I mean, okay, there are some storylines in Mamma Mia that we wouldn't necessarily replicate. But I think sometimes as Christians, we need to recapture that feel-good about our faith and help us as we look forward to a life in a world beyond this one and not be so uncertain about it and so gloomy about it, but to be excited and to know that there is so much more which is so much better uh, in the future for us. That's a really nice analogy of Mamma Mia. Um, now, finally, um, as a Christian, we, we yeah. look, the Bible is a key part of our life. Yeah. Um, I've asked you if you could um, identify a specific passage and you, and you declined this, but yeah. um, what does the Bible bring to you and to your work or your life? Well, I try and read the Bible every day and amazingly, even though I've been reading it for many decades, I still find it's exciting. It speaks to me, and I learn new things. Most recently, I've been reading what many people would regard as extremely obscure parts of the Bible. I've been reading parts of the Old Testament, facilitated by a fairly new commentary series that um, the SPCK publishers have produced. And so recently, I've been reading the book of Leviticus, which normally one would regard as completely uh, unrelated to modern society and finding incredibly that it speaks so much about the way God wants society to be organised. Mm. And I'm finding it um, totally engaging in the way in which I read this book, which I've known about for such a long time, but never realised its modern relevance. And that's how I like to read the Bible, to let it challenge me about how things that happened in distant times can be relevant to us, even in the Christian era. Mm. And reading the Bible at different times in your life, you see it differently anyway, don't Absolutely, you? yes. You yeah. reflect with different life experiences mm. on what you've read and learn much more from it. So now just looking forward, um, we've got to know you a little bit more, looking forward to your time at the Faraday. First yeah. of all, obviously your work of looking at the origins of early planets, etc., um, must make you think about your faith, but how mm -hmm. interested are you in the general science-religion dialogue, as it were? Okay, well, I've got a lot to learn in this area because I'm coming from a very specific and narrow background. Mm. I'm a professional scientist. I'm a lay person when it comes to thinking about the Christian faith. I'm mm. not a professional theologian. And so, clearly, there's a whole range of disciplines within the science and faith tradition that I need to engage with. Mm. And I'm very much looking forward to doing this through meeting some of the key people that we'll have in the Faraday as our speakers mm. from time to time and on our summer course. And I, I look forward to this as a great way of learning. But I think one of the things that I see, um, bear in mind I've only been in the job three weeks, is the way in which we need to engage a younger generation mm. in the science and faith dialogue and pass on to them the, the material that we, if you like, older greybeards have acquired mm. and challenge them to think afresh about the dialogue in the context of their generation and their era to make sure that their 
Christian understanding is relevant to their contemporary world. So for us in the Faraday, I see that as an important challenge. Well, we're very delighted to hear that, Hugh, and it's great um, to get to know you a bit more. Uh, watch this space, because as Hugh develops further in his role, I will be going back and quizzing him more harshly. <laughs> and look uh, out for a new Twitter account. Yeah, do. He's going to tweet, so I'm very, very pleased about this. And you will find more at the bottom of this podcast as to how you can listen to our multimedia items and how you can find more about the future courses. We have a great course coming up about disasters, faith and resilience. Uh, click on the icon at the bottom of this podcast to find out more. Thank you.